Hello and welcome to Orbital, the Gadget 360 podcast. I'm your host Akhil Arora. Today we're going to talk about the new Poco phone, Poco F4. To do that, we have the amazing Ronan Sarejo. Hey, hey, hello everyone. Hello, and we have Arita Shnoy. Hello, guys. Hello. Um, so, firstly, I guess, like, can you just tell us how long ago we had? I'm guessing was it F F3 or are they not okay with like usual numbers? The last F series phone we got was last year. That was the F3 GT. That was again a gaming focused phone. You had these physical pop up trigger buttons and all that. Right. But uh, Poco's F series has. I mean, it's debuted with the F series. The Poco's first phone was the Poco F1, which became widely popular because at that time in 2018 it offered like a flagship SoC at a crazy low price. So that is how the brand basically established itself. Then it became an independent company. and then it you know we've also seen a lot of other series from the brand when you say independent you mean like independent independent or like they're just like independent in terms of like operations but still owned by like some big corporation yeah i think i mean it's hard to say but it mean they they like to call themselves as an independent startup company or whatever but it's basically still part of xiaomi but they're evidently owned by a parent company right yeah yeah it's still it's still part of xiaomi because they're still using the uh chargers uh from Xiaomi and the MIUI and even most of the hardware is still like hmm. you know rebranded uh Xiaomi phones which have not launched in India like Chinese versions of Redmi and uh Mi phones basically so essentially it's that and so far we've got like the F series has been mostly about offering trying to offer at least the best possible performance for the price and uh we've seen uh, the F1 then we had the F2 and then the F3 GT directly after that i think the F one of them didn't launch in india if i'm not mistaken f2 i think did not launch f2 did not launch my bad yeah uh, so far i mean it's mostly been about you know performance oriented so that's always been the, at the forefront whereas design and you know other things like maybe camera performance has usually taken a bit of a back seat but with the f4 which is their latest phone uh the for now at least they've launched one phone it's called the f4 5g and again i think this time it's they've focused more on the aesthetics and the design and the premium feel rather than just you know uh trying to offer the best possible specs but this one is like not gaming device. focused like there's no gt no. moniker no 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 so there is i think there is an f4 gt or there is rumored to be an f4 gt but oh, right, okay. what's launched so they're in expanding India. the lineup this time in india like more than one phone in the same series yeah yeah so what's launched in india right now is just the f4 we don't know if an f4 gt will come in but for now this f4 is focused mainly on offering like a balance uh, between good performance as well as good design and aesthetics and basically a premium feel in this uh, mid-range price segment which they've launched it at yeah we should note that we're recording ahead of like yeah. the actual launch so we don't we're speculating about prices which will we do but we don't actually have a price yet but we will have a price when this goes live yeah i was i was just going to add that, that we are recording this before so at the time of this recording we don't hmm. actually know how much this is going to cost but based on the specs and you know the other phones in can have a guesstimate we can we can sort of guesstimate how much they are going to target at at least yeah right i think yeah you're going to tell me like which sort of segment it's competing with uh in terms of pricing again uh, i'm expecting it to be around 30 if not well under 30 uh so this phone uh, will the poco f4 will be available in three variants you'll have uh the 6 gb of ram 8 gb of ram and 12 gb of ram uh the 6 and 8 gb variants come with 128 gb of storage 
and the 12 GB variant comes with 256 GB of storage. Now, uh, based on the specs, I am assuming that it, this is going to be under 30,000 rupees. So we could see a market price starting at maybe 25 and a half, 26, right. and maybe going all the way till 30. So they might hit the 30,000 mark or it might be priced like 29999 or something for the 12 GB variant. I'm guessing they're going to try and cut their closest competitors uh, you know, uh, in in this segment, basically, which have also have similar specs as this phone. All right, Shana, you want to tell us about the closest competition, if that's the price. <laughs> before before getting to the closest competitor, I think the pricing that Royden mentioned is something they'll try to hit with their cashback offers and stuff. Possible. Like without all the offers, I'm 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 guessing it, they might just do uh twenty seven triple nine or twenty eight triple nine for the base variant um, whereas the the top end variant is definitely going to be more than 33 or say 32 triple nine price right that is what i'm expecting at because the closest competitor is the iq neo 6 which is very similarly equipped in terms of the hardware uh, you know the camera setup uh, uh, fast charging capability and all all that stuff so the iq neo 6 uh, it starts at 29 triple nine for the base variant and you have a 12 uh, 256 GB variant, which is uh, 32 triple nine. So, you know, you kind of have it. I think they're going to try and match the pricing. Um, so that is that is what I expect them to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, the Ico Neo 6 is definitely one of its main competitors. Uh, but I think where, I mean, the Poco has done a good job uh, with this F4 is they have offered some pretty aggressive specs again provided they hit this 30000 mark or the actually i'm guessing they're trying to uh, you know position it under 30000 for all the variants and if they do do that then it, it's a pretty impressively specced phone so first of all uh, we just run through the specs again it, it's a snapdragon 870 so again not like a triple a chip uh, as like which is last year's flagship but that's fine i think the 870 also is a very powerful chip and the fact that we're getting it now at these crazy low prices is a pretty good thing you know um secondly it also has you have a 120 hertz amoled display uh, but one cool thing about this uh, amoled panel is that uh, it also supports dolby vision playback uh, in netflix which i think is very cool and it's also not uh, too common i think the you know motorola has a couple of phones with dolby vision playback uh, in this price or even lower but no no does it else feel like be. like dolby vision or like is it just like included to like as a spec like number feature thing uh honestly i haven't actually played back a video i know for a fact that it uh, netflix does detect the display as dolby vision because right. if you look at the app as well as some of the shows that do dolby vision you get the little logo dv logo over there so i've not really checked it uh yet uh so i guess that we'll i'll have to you know wait and test it out a properly yeah, and find out on the review when on our side. yeah maybe you can check back in the review to see how it is but it's there uh, that the support is there um then you get stereo speakers with also dolby atmos another thing what i liked is that no no it's a dolby atmos i think it's dolby audio shana no, was saying there is no atmos no 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 there's dolby atmos mobile oh okay there is right you get dolby atmos mobile yeah but one two thing I liked is that on the Poco F4, uh, instead of just using the earpiece as a second speaker, they've given a second sort of a cutout in the top frame, top portion of the frame 
for the speaker so it kind of offers you know like a proper stereo separation of left and right rather than one sounding towards the side and the other one like facing you right yeah yeah makes sense so that i thought that was interesting um there's no headphone jack which is fine uh but you do get a capacitor fingerprint sensor in the power button then uh, you also get an ip53 rating which again uh is not uncommon uh but again it's nice to have you do see have a lot of phones even at 20000 these days which come with an ip53 rating so it is kind of can you just remind me like i'm not able to like catch up with these numbers so what is the difference between an ip5 series and an ip6 series like rating uh so ip5 series is that it's not completely water uh, proof in the sense you can't submerge it in water right uh but it is a sort of splash resistant so it will handle light splashes of water you just can't submerge it for a very long time so it's fine in like a rain or like maybe on in the kitchen sink but not in like a swimming pool yeah light splashes like a small a short dunk i think should be fine um yeah it it might just survive that so uh, you know when it comes to this ip rating the first number is for dust and the second one is for water right, right. Uh, you know how how much it can repel water so when you look at higher numbers like say an ip67 means that it has got very good uh, resistance to dust and dirt getting into the device at the same time the 7 rating is for a uh, water ingress and uh, it can keep water out so you can submerge of oh, so when they say 53 they mean like it's stronger against dirt dust, than water yes yes so water won't will will still be able to go into the device uh, it can manage like uh, uh, a light drizzle where you know if you if it's drizzling you and you're talking on it it's fine but if it's a heavy downpour then yeah it might water might just get into it so they a lot of times uh, what these brands do is they don't go ahead and actually test these device for um you know a higher waterproofing but they just go in with uh, uh, rubber seals around ports and stuff in order to minimize the chances of it damaging because uh, when you're going for ip67 you also need to get them tested and certified which is again an expensive process and that is why i think one of the main reasons why we don't have high like you know ip67 68 rated phones um under 40000 like it's not very common to see them under 40 or 50000 rupees so that way ip53 is a good uh, thing to have but uh, uh, higher ratings would obviously be better uh, samsung i think used to do it with the a series back in the day but they're not doing that anymore oh you they downgraded their phones mm, yeah pretty much <laughs> because you know uh, ip rating is a flagship feature like that is something you would uh, i think royden also agree that ip rating wireless charging i think manufacturers kind of categorize them as uh, Uh, flagship features and they kind of reserve them low for low light camera performance <laughs> that, but these days if you notice we've seen manufacturers even like in the flagship phones they are not giving skipping the ip on... skipping ip rating to save a few thousand bucks like you know like the OnePlus 10 Pro for instance but have they like basically discovered that like you can this is like a feature you can hide in the spec sheet and most people are actually not using making use of the, these sort of like rough conditions no it's not about hiding it in the sense like the so like if you take the OnePlus 10 Pro for instance uh the phone is built to uh pass an IP68 rating it's just that they have not gone ahead and 
certified it at least for most parts of the world apart from the US and that to only full sold, sold through also, what I said. Also the process is also like different for different regions. I am guessing it yeah because uh, so the like the, so that uh, the 10 Pro is I mean the OnePlus 10 Pro is IP68 rated I did dunk it in water just to test and even though it doesn't have the official rating like a badge in India it doesn't mean the phone itself doesn't have the seals and the hardware in place to you know uh protect it from yeah protect it from dust and water right but sometimes i guess it's a call that uh, some of these companies take because if they feel like you know the pricing is anyways quite high and it might be difficult to sort of you know convince the average customer to sort of buy their phone versus let's say a samsung or an apple they'll maybe sort of skip this uh, certification just so they can price it more aggressively but anyway yeah so coming back to yeah yeah thanks you know i got, got a bit confused with the five and the three rating but you're right yeah the five is the dust and the three is the water so it's not completely waterproof but it is water repellent you could say uh the poco which is fine i mean uh, ip53 is again not uncommon uh, for phones in this price range or even lower but a few other uh, highlight features of the Poco F4 is uh, you do get a 67 watt fast charging, which is pretty crazy. And the charger does come uh, in the box, which is a good thing. Oh, the one that's, that does 67 watt comes yeah, in the phone. Yeah, the actual 67 watt charger is bundled in. Which is like rare, right? Like I feel like Samsung, Apple like don't ever do that. So, I mean, yeah, I think Samsung has sort of followed this trend, but nobody else has sort of is nobody else is doing this like samsung has dropped drop chargers and accessories from its phones even uh that cost under twenty thousand rupees but uh nobody else seems to have followed suit you know i mean like oneplus uh, huh, all but like do all the other manufacturers like oneplus xiaomi like whatever redmi like do they give you the best charger or do they give you like a substandard charger at some time no most of the time i think compatible chargers okay that's good yeah most of the time it is the uh compatible charger unless unless it's like a very price sensitive phone like a 12 or thirteen thousand rupee phone hmm. then you know the margins again are very small there so even a 500 rupee difference here and there makes a difference so at that time let's say that uh, if a certain phone at 12 grand would support uh 18 watt charging they might bundle a 15 or a 10 watt charger in the box it's funny though, right? Like the phones that cost like 80,000, 90,000, they're like, no charger Phones that cost 30, 40,000, like, yellow, yellow, must charger. So, so what? Yeah, so that is, that is what, you know, I was just going to add to what Rodin was saying is that I was just doing this Nokia G, G21, which is capable of 18 watt fast charging, but it only gets a 10 watt charger in the box. Uh, and in comparison, I reviewed the Samsung Galaxy M53, I think, and that does not come with a charger in the box, and that is a 26,000 rupee phone. Um, yeah, and and a twenty five. It is capable of twenty five watt charging, and it the charger you'll you'll get a charger for probably a thousand five hundred bucks, but the company just doesn't bundle it. Yeah, I feel like if your charging speeds are like between you know the standard ones between like fifteen and thirty watt, like then people have those kind of chargers. But if you're gonna announce as part of your phone spec sheet, we do whatever one hundred or one twenty five, one fifty watt or like seventy five watt, then then give me that charger. Otherwise, what I'm supposed to like buy it? It's a step at kharcha, na. Yeah, that is true. And honestly, uh, with this point, I'm actually surprised that Samsung hasn't crossed 25 watts into... No, I think they've done 45 watts. 
that that's the max they've 45 got. yeah i think yeah. on the yeah 45 Ultra and they still is, don't yeah. give a compatible charger in the box <laughs> yeah 40 that 45 watt charger is, is part of the spec sheet but go buy it separately thanks but you know in in terms of charging speeds at this price point uh, it's it's uh, it's heating up very very quickly because 67 watt charging so i think the xiaomi started this with the mi 11i hypercharge which was insane. I think it's a hundred watt or a one twenty watt charger. That 120, 120, yeah, something. Yeah, we had them on the podcast yeah. to discuss that also. So yeah. that that is insane. Sixty seven watt uh, also, and even uh, if you look at the Mi Eleven I, which is the non hypercharge model, that gets a sixty seven watt charger bundled in. And you know, like Xiaomi says that, ha, huh, that is slow and slow, but sixty seven watts. Yeah, like for them, you know, one twenty watts is fast. For them, like yeah, sixty seven watts is is slower in comparison which is and, double the maximum capable for an iphone but yeah it's slower. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is how it is and i think the neo 6 has got um an, a slight edge here so to add like uh, it, it's got a 80 watt charger and they've bundled it so i i think uh, that is something that these uh, manufacturers are looking at in the sub 30 or sub 40 price range wherein uh, they're they're really focusing on charging speeds, which is honestly a little surprising as well because for flagship phones, uh, they're not doing it. Like Akel said, the iPhones are not capable of charging beyond 20 watts. The Samsung is at 45 watts. Uh, even the OnePlus 10, uh, you only have a specific, I think, endurance edition which charges at that ridiculous 150, 150. Yeah, watt, yeah, yeah. watt charging, whereas the regular one is a little lower in comparison. I think 67 so, or 60 something. So, so you know that that's interesting. Where you've got these budget phones, less than thirty thousand rupees, and they keep charging at like eighty watts. And the surprising bit is the Neo Six uh, has the same charging speeds as the Vivo X eighty, which I think is almost it costs almost twice as much, or nearly twice as much. So that's a, that's a huge win for someone I think in the thirty thousand rupee uh, price range looking for a new phone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the competition is pretty crazy. Uh, I, I think a, lot, a few couple of more things that I think we shouldn't miss upon on the Poco is the software. It's again MIUI 13 based on Android 12. And uh, surprisingly, so far, I haven't noticed too much spam notifications from the bundle apps. But all the normal apps that you expect from a Xiaomi phone are there, like Get apps and Themes and all that is still there on it. Uh, but again, it's not too spammy, which is the good thing. And finally, the cameras, uh, again, uh, nothing groundbreaking, but uh, decent stuff, at least on paper. So it's a 64 megapixel primary with optical stabilization, which is nice to see. Uh, there's an 8 megapixel ultra wide and a 2 megapixel macro at the back. And I think you get a 20 megapixel selfie camera. So... On paper, I think uh, the Poco F4 seems pretty promising. Like it's got all the specs in place. Uh, it looks very nice and it looks quite premium uh, for uh, whatever it's going to cost. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say 30,000 as a ballpark figure. But for that price, I think it looks, it's pretty well designed and it looks very premium. But I guess you'll have to wait for a full review uh, to see if it's really worth getting or not. Is there a camera the bump at the back or is it like mostly flat? No, no, there is. It's a very mild bump. It's like a two-step two uh, layered thing over the glass back. It looks neat. It, it's not too like intrusive or anything like that. 
I quickly wanted to go back to software um, at this point because uh, we know that it has MIUI 13, so I believe that's running on Android 12. And we've seen a lot of manufacturers now promising software updates. Like Samsung started this trend wherein, you know, you get guaranteed software updates for two years or three years, depending on the phone you buy. And I think that's something similar with the Ico Neo. So does Poco have any commitments with respect to software on this Poco F4? Uh, so as of now, from what I know, they've not mentioned anything. However, uh, Poco did say that there is some big announcement coming soon regarding software support. So I'm guessing that will be announced at the launch uh, tomorrow. So I guess we'll just so have by the time to... you listen to this, yeah, this might like be already be outdated information. Yeah, yeah. So I, as of as of this recording, I'm not aware, but there is some big announcement which they are planning on making regarding software support. Insert big announcement here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it may happen, or in case it doesn't, then we can just cut to yeah. That's quite disappointing that they don't support it. <laughs> that's quite cut. We're like giving editor instructions here, but like yeah, don't do any of this. Let it remain as it. Yeah, yeah no, I was just joking. Like don't actually cut anything, but yeah. So yeah, we don't know. We just have to wait for the launch. Yeah, because traditionally what Poco has been doing is they would up- update the version of MIUI, so you do get uh, newer features uh, that. Um, new versions of MIUI bring but the underlying version of Android is not updated as often like I'm not going to say that they don't update it we've seen phones uh, like you know Xiaomi updating even Poco has updated phones with uh, the underlying where the underlying version of Android also gets updated but it is a slower process like you know they would uh, give you the newer features with a MIUI update but the core update might take longer and I think with other uh, with the competition doing it I think there is pressure on Poco to follow this. And if you look at the branding and the positioning as well, I think I it's safe to say that Poco is an enthusiast uh, phone. Like, you know, people who are very much into specs and, uh, you know, performance and gaming and all the stuff will be looking at the Poco phone. So I think, I think this might just be the big announcement that they were teasing. That, you know, we are going to give... Uh, two years of Android support. Possible. That's it. Yeah, or they're like, uh, uh, like, screw F4, we're announcing F5 today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely, they they need to double down on the software support because pretty much everyone has come, I mean, they're realizing, even the customers are realizing that, you know, software uh, support in the long term is important. Like, you know, uh, because you buy a phone today and it's the latest software today, but most people do keep their phone for at least two years, if not more. And they want you to keep the phone, right? Like yeah. they're, they're boasting 5G in the name. Correct. Literally telling you that, like, hold on to this phone when 5G comes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know they're also, you know, hyping up that it has 10 5G band support. And also clearly they want you to uh, keep it till at least 5G is rolled out in India. I think uh, a 10 band 5G And support... we're so close to like now Android 13, right? Like what, the, in a few months? Like with after like when the new Pixel comes or something around that time? Maybe by October, I think official Android 13 should be out, I'm guessing. Yeah, so if you're like releasing phones which are like Android 12, like four months out of like Android 13, you better give at least one if not two. Yeah, I think software update would be important at this point. Because in a way, like actually, the first update is not should not even be counted because you're so close to the 13. Like that should be considered default 
ఉండేట్ uh wherein you still have brands that in the lower end would you know push android 11 phones with android level and then promise to android updates wherein you already want <laughs> which is which is like yeah like it's almost like a scam right you're like yeah. say, putting the phone one version back and you're like saying two updates when actually you're giving one update yeah technically yeah yeah <laughs> because and i think this this also has to do with android 12 having that uh, uh, i think this was material you right or was a 13 i'm getting a little confused. no no 12 12 is material you right so i think that it was a major change wherein i think even google took its sweet time to get pixels to <laughs> google should do this also now like to match iphone's 5 year they should be like they should announce pixel 7 and be like tumhe milega android 12 and now four year updates well, i think i think google should start with selling their phones for at least one full year before killing them <laughs> to start with <laughs> yeah they don't make it past like 6 months do they yeah i mean they somehow they somehow have like random hardware issues with all like even the pixel 3a which uh, i had with me like you know i think edish you know i i told you about this yep. it, i had used i'd used it on one of the trips like a year ago before lockdown and i'd not used it for a long time uh and the next thing i went to charge it and it just wouldn't charge and start stop. back up yeah it was just dead it just died like i was like what the hell and i think that's that's a legit issue google is taking forced obsolescence to a new level so so that's there see first of all i think as a market we are not getting the latest phones anyway so no 4 no pixel 5 i'm not sure when the 6a is going to come here um and yeah if if when if and when it comes here i don't know how much it's going to be priced at because even i think the a 4a that they had launched was um, expensive so 30000 rupees was, i think yeah. when they uh, launched it i think 31999 or 32999 exactly the that was price. the offer price i think yeah. that was the initial offer price i think it was more than that so uh, yeah so if if they planning on launching the 6a you've got very good phones like the iko neo 6 and this poco f4 exactly i was that was mentioned i was like the 6a might have to compete with these the phones we're talking about right now Uh, and also let's not forget last year's Mi 11X i think uh, which yes. we also reviewed that is again a very good phone very again similar features to the Poco F4 uh and you know really good similar hardware as well similar hardware as well you know very nice design very nice looking phone as well and i'm pretty i think we are going to see a lot more phones as well coming up because right now already between 25 and 30000 we have uh things like the OnePlus Nord 2 and if you know uh, if you look at the rumors there is a Nord 2T which is also you know coming soon uh again we don't know what it's going to be priced at but my guess is it's going to be around that 30000 rupee mark so again that is another kind of an important and a big phone to look forward to as well so a lot of good stuff exciting stuff happening around this 30000 rupee segment Well I I think it's it's a big win for people who are um, on a budget so when you are yeah. in an around 30000 rupees 
now you're getting phones that are uh, i would honestly call the snapdragon 870 pretty much flagship grade okay you're like the snapdragon 8 gen 1 is very powerful and all it's not that efficient uh, the 888 is also powerful but again it it does heat up a little 870 has been decent and um, i'm i'm honestly uh, the icon neo 6 has liquid cooling i'm i'm assuming the s4 also has liquid cooling I am not entirely sure, but it would definitely it does have like heat pipes and stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah, it wasn't the rumors that it was gonna get leaked. Oh, okay. So you know, uh, so for someone who even even for students and stuff who are gonna buy a thirty thousand rupee phone, you can game on it. So on the Neo Six, uh, you know, it's capable of doing that. Cameras are also decent. Like I'm talking about the Neo Six, which is again gonna be competing with the Poco F4 at that price point. And uh, uh, again, uh, like sixty-seven watt and eighty watt fast charging available. I think these phones are proving to be. Uh, uh, I think these will become people's choice. You know, when they when you're looking out to buy a new phone, uh, they're pretty much complete. I I, I think uh, low light camera performance might just be a little iffy, but ap- apart from that. i don't see them uh, you know uh, having any major flaws as such now if poco uh, commits to like android updates that might just sweeten the deal for a lot of people yeah i mean and um, i think one more phone we forgot is the motorola edge 30 which again you recently reviewed and that <laughs> yes. looked like a very very good phone to me at least yeah. this was the, this was the slimmest or the thinnest phone or something that they were claiming right yeah so the moto edge 30 uh, is like they claim it to be the world's thinnest or the world's slimmest 5G smartphone um it has got neo stock android my ux uh, is what you get um it is powered by a snapdragon 778g uh, plus so in terms of performance uh, of course i don't see this edge 30 competing with uh, the 870 um it's it's going to be slightly behind that but for someone who really values design who uh, who wants a light phone or stylish phone the or a thin and light phone basically absolutely i think that the h30 is going to uh, appeal to uh, that kind of audience but for performance users i think the neo 6 and uh, poco f4 will have to fight it out because these two do look evenly matched yeah true so basically yeah, i think yeah a lot of good options again it all depends on i think what you are looking for right Thank you so much, Ryden and Shanai, for joining us and talking to us about the Poco F4. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Uh, and by the way, we also have a first impressions of the Poco F4 5G as well as a first impressions video. So if you want to read or watch uh, our first look of this new phone, then you should definitely check out uh, gadgets360.com and or gadgets360 on YouTube. That's all for this episode of Orbital. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Gadgets360. You can write to us at podcast at gadgets360.com, and we will see you the new episode next week.